Welcome back. This is another episode of Catch These Hands. Today we are joined by some new guests. We are introducing Drake uh, to the podcast. Along with some uh, familiar faces. Uh, today we have a pretty good lineup for you guys and we're going to jump right in with the NFL. Um, first things first, of course, our favorite subject, Tua News. All right, Steve. What what do we have for for this week in 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 Tua Land? Okay, what 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 has he shown us this week in the training camp that has 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 given us positive vibes for this season? What do you have for lunch today, Steve? Or maybe we could talk about how Devin always talked about Tua throwing interceptions in practice, but. He didn't send anything about Zach Wilson today throwing interceptions. And I was okay. Impressed. Let's. That's a good. That's a good point. Okay. Let's start from there. Zach Wilson's dog shit. First things first. We're going to talk about Tua and how he's going to do this season compared to some of the other quarterbacks that we're excited to see. How do you guys feel about Tua versus Zach Wilson this season, Steve? I think Tua is gonna. Fucking double all of Zach Wilson's stats. Easily. Double. Here's the thing. My favorite line. Here's the thing. Tua is going to throw for 4,500 yards. He's going to throw for 30 touchdowns. And he's going to throw four interceptions. Zach Wilson will throw for 3,200 <laughs> yards, 13 touchdowns, and 25 interceptions. Well, that, would be, a, that would be a better rookie year than... Uh, Kyler Murray, who won Rookie of the Year. Yeah, that wouldn't be the worst I, rookie year to throw a 25. I don't think uh, Kyler Murray uh, threw that many fucking interceptions, did he? I believe he threw 11. Yeah, that's um, not close to 25. But... Hold on, I want to know which which Miami receiver you think is going to have over 1,000 yards, because I don't think any of them are going to. You want to you know? You I think really Waddle, 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 Waddle. Uh, in Waddle his rookie healthy. year? Yeah. yeah. I've been saying okay, this. who who has more yards? Waddle have I not or Chase? Been, have I Waddle. not been saying hey, this? I think the Bengals are gonna suck ass this year. Burrow has hold no. Hold on, hold on. Let me like because I think I didn't hear. I didn't get the I, question clear. Who who has a better rookie season this year? Waddle or Chase? Waddle. I've been saying Waddle. I've been saying Waddle before the college season even started. I said this guy's gonna be the best uh, rookie in the NFL next year. Do you think that's a uh, dependent on quarterback play more than anything? Yeah, I think it's dependent on offensive scheme and like I don't think that um I don't I won't, I'm not gonna blame Burrow if he plays like shit this year. They have no offensive line like all through training camp. It's just been yeah. Out, line I'm not gonna lie, Burrow's screwed. <laughs> you want to know what? I feel I, like he's he's happy like he has his boy back, but low key is probably like damn. I wish we kind of got Sewell. I love how Tua was coming off of a like a crazy hip injury last year, and everybody was roasting him. But Joe Burrow is coming off an ACL injury, and they're like, "Oh, you know, he tore his ACL. Give him time." But it was the complete opposite reaction for Tua when his, when his injury was probably worse than Joe Burrow's. I'll say Herbert's better than Burrow right now. I'll say it. I think it's interesting that both quarterbacks uh, were injured and neither team drafted uh, offensive linemen in the first round instead of wide receivers. Yeah, but we took one second round. 
And the only reason he fell to the second round is because he fucking tested well, positive for COVID before the, the Dolphins. The Dolphins have young offensive linemen. Like, mm-hmm. They didn't have to take one. Dude, Waddle is like such a weapon. Like, you had to get him. I think, yeah, really KT brought, I think KT brought up a good point about offensive scheme. Waddle is probably going to be the number one wide receiver in that offense versus Chase, who might be the second or third option. Waddle will be in the slot. Waddle will be in the backfield. Waddle will be outside. Waddle will be doing punt returns. Like, you got to realize, like, this guy's literally Tyreek Hill, just a little bit bigger. He's a guy that completely opens up your offense. I have a, I have a, two a question for Stevie though. In a seventeen game season, how many of those games does Tua actually throw over three hundred yards? Um, probably at least eight or nine. I would say at least half, at least. See, half of them over three hundred. Here's the thing with Tua though: he doesn't have to throw for five hundred yards to win a game. As long as he takes care of the ball and doesn't throw interceptions, the defense will win every game. That is true. Like we have a good enough defense, where we're not going to have to air it out like some other teams. I mean, did it as long as, as, long like, as we got B flow fighting other coaches? We'll be I'm saying B flow's fighting referees, dude. You think? Come on. I mean, didn't Peyton Manning throw for like a hundred yards in the Super Bowl and they still won? <laughs> I think there's no way that Tua throws for 300 yards in eight games. Yeah, I think so. Half of the games. I mean, they yeah, I don't think so. Twice. I th- I think it's gonna be. <laughs> I mean, pass, okay. It's gonna be a pass heavy offense. I mean, we don't have. A bell cow running back. We're not the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, a lot of screens. That's literally the one piece Dolphins is missing. Just that running back piece. Everything everything else. Some would say you need an offensive line. Well, they're all still. It's a young offensive line. They got to. Yeah, the Dolphins are taking the approach that they're going to, you know, they're not going to be big spenders on the offensive line and they're just going to develop all the young guys. If the offensive line like sucks again this year, then yeah, your first round pick next year, you take offensive line. Yeah, the second and third year of these guys, they have to. We hurt. just don't know yet, Devin. Like, they that's an interesting point because uh, there could be a uh, a big change up next year if if the Dolphins don't perform up to expectations. Uh, they have some t- a couple of tough matchups in the first four games of the season, including uh, the season opener against the Patriots in what? New England. What are expectations for the Dolphins, though? Like, let's be real. The AFC is freaking stacked. If the Dolphins just make the playoffs, that's a successful season for them. Like, we don't expect them to win a Super Bowl this year. I would say it's a success, yeah, making the playoffs. Like, if they make the playoffs, it's like, all right, yeah, they did their job. But let's be real. The AFC is stacked. I think some uh, Dolphin fans have expectations of beating the Bills. It's I possible. Could I could see him being the Bills. I don't know about the Chiefs or the Browns. I think the, the Chiefs and Browns are just like the two teams this year in the AFC, in my opinion. The Steelers are right behind them, and the Bills are right behind them. Then you got the Dolphins. So for, for Dolphins fans, how little wins would you have to get for you to be like, all right, maybe two is not all that? Like, how bad would the season have to be? Five wins. I, Five I, wins I, would, say, I would say, yeah, 500 or below. Oh well, I think all right, if you guys go eight and nine, I don't. You can't. Say you can't go five hundred this year. No, yeah, yeah, not with the amount of talent that we have on defense. You can't. It doesn't matter who your quarterback is. You, I mean, I think we could have fucking you know Nathan Peterman, and we could win ten games with the defense. 
Does Shut ten up. and does ten and seven make uh, the playoffs in the AFC this year? I don't think so. Why not? With a th- with a third wild card. Wait, are there three wild cards? I think there's three. Yeah, but what wasn't there? Wait, was there three last year too, or no? There was three last yeah. year, and there will be three again this year. Yeah, we I went ten, we went ten and I six last year and didn't make the playoffs. So no I think way. It all, I think it all depends on if anyone gets hurt or not. Like if we're healthy, can't be on the five hundred. You got the one division where it's like the Steelers, the Ravens, and the Browns are like basically all going to make the playoffs. So like, there's already three taken up. Yeah, but at least I mean, they all play each other, so they can't all yeah, have super like, high wins. Yeah, I don't know. I will say it is a good omen that uh, Miami was able to take care of their um, uh, probably most famous player right now in Xavier Howard and get him locked up for a couple more years. Uh, meanwhile, on the other side of the league in New Orleans, we have a bigger situation on our hands. Um, Michael Thomas. Dylan, as our resident Saints fan, what are you feeling right now? What what kind of emotions are going through your, your head? Um, I do think we were getting a little bit of a wide receiver diva on our hands, a little bit, a little mm. bit of a nutcase. Mm. But then he put out something this week, which I don't remember the exact wording, but it hints at the point where there's more to the story. Just he isn't saying anything to not mm-hmm. badmouth an organization or badmouth coaches or personnel, which. I still don't think that's true, but I'm intrigued to see. I'm intrigued to know what he has, like that he's not saying. I am intrigued by it. That's a great point. I had the same question: Is Michael Thomas the problem, or are we only seeing one side of the story? So I, I don't know. I really don't know. I mean, so this injury, like he should have got the surgery earlier, but last year was you know Drew Brees' swan song, so he wanted to come back and play for him, and I do commend that. But I just don't know why he's not getting this. Uh, why he's not taking care of this till so late in the offseason? I yeah, don't get that yeah. point. So I saw, like, they were talking about it on the Pat McAfee show, like, so last year the trainers were, like, saying that uh, he didn't have to get surgery. So I don't know why, like, the whole season they're like, no, you can hold off on surgery. You can just, like, uh, go to PT every week and you'll be fine and stuff. And then, like, he comes back and, like, it's still there. Like, I don't I don't know. Yeah. It, it got confusing, like, at what point are you gonna be like, yo, I, I just want the surgery? I don't know. The news yeah, of him the news of him ghosting our organization for a few months is concerning. Cause I, I at some point, if if that's your star player and they're kinda ghosting you, you gotta just send somebody to their house or something. You're like, yo, you good? Like you ha- you think you would have to. Yeah, how did okay. they know he was alive? Ex- yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's I definitely think- other than his Twitter posts, of course. I definitely think it was it had to do with the trainers. I definitely can see like the trainers saying that he's good and then him going to a different specialist and them saying, no, you need to get the surgery. And then yeah. they probably made him out to look like the bad guy or whatever. I think it's like, I'm going to say the Saints on this one. I think it's interesting that a lot of players are uh, praised, you know, for for fighting through injuries, especially when the team is doing well and has a chance of, of making the playoffs. But in this case, you know, it seems like everybody's turned against him. For- it, didn't, it happened like early last year, right? It was like week three, it I like think. On, it was on a garbage time play, I, I read. Like he hurt himself on a garbage time play where they were way, they were like way ahead and the clock was running out and like he was still on the field or something like that. So I think know, from what I read, it's like he was open to surgery, but they were like, no, you're, you'll be fine. You don't need it right, for right now or something. I don't know. I also think it's funny that 
I mean, I guess about a year ago, I think it was last year around this time, there was that big Twitter beef between Michael Thomas and Devontae Parker, and I think neither of them ended up winning. Like, we had no winners from that beef. <laughs> That's like the Mike Evans and Keenan Allen beef. Mike Evans. Does, does this raise the, the, the broader question of, uh, are most, air quotes, divas misunderstood? Do media portray them uh, a certain way, and, and we're only getting the one side of the story? Media exemplifies the fact that maybe they're a little bit off, but there's some that are just like, there's some that know. There's some that definitely do have issues, but maybe they're not to blame for their issues because we don't know their whole life story. But I do think it exemplifies it. But in his case, I am curious to know, because he's the only one that I hear that's hinted at, like, uh, there's other stuff going on. I'm just not saying anything. And I, I'm really curious to know what it could be. Yeah, I would be interested to know why he, he wouldn't share that information either if he's not allowed to. I mean, everybody's bad mouthing him, so why not? I mean, what does he have to lose? Great huh. point. So the it, last might, it might help his trade value. Sorry, it might help his trade value if it comes out that he's not a nutcase. So, I mean, if, we're, if he's looking to get moved, it'd probably help him. I think it's also the fact that, like, these players, like Michael Thomas, where it's, like, superstar, like, the number one option on the offense, breaks the receptions record for a regular season, and then now it's, the I'm sure, like, the Saints – kind of like are like kind of moving off of him a little bit and like trying to find other outlets for their offense and i'm sure his ego is taking a big shot right now i feel like i'm always siding on the athlete side though just because i don't know it's like you gotta put yourself in their shoes like they're trying to they're trying to get paid like i don't know it's like they're the ones that are on the field every week it's their reputation it's their career and stuff like that yeah I agree. I, I, like they're putting their body on the line every week like I could be wrong, but I think Michael Thomas with an aging, or not aging, an old Drew Brees was the perfect scenario, because yes, Michael Thomas does run a lot of short routes and a lot of slants, and I, I, mean, I think there is skill to that, but it's because Drew Brees, you know, kind of like Peyton or Phillip Rivers in their older years, he can't throw bombs. Now we're going to be in an offense, if Jameis is starting, who excels on throwing a deep ball, though half are picks. I don't even think Michael Thomas would thrive in that, because he doesn't have breakaway speed anyway. Yeah. He's so not He's not a deep route threat, you know. The last thing that we're going to talk about in the NFL is the recent um, report that came out stating that officials this year will be uh, really cracking down on taunting penalties. Uh, and, and that includes uh, possible fines um, if, if it happens too many times. And so w- what, what are our thoughts about this? Is this, is this the no fun league rearing its ugly head again? Oh yeah, it's coming back. <laughs> it says like they're pro- they're trying to protect the players from unne- unnecessary like risk of like trying to keep the game fair. And I don't know. Supposedly it's like the coaches they got together and they're like, there's some of it's just getting out of hand. But it's like, dude, shut up. It's like you know how high emotions are, and you got like the fans just screaming and stuff. It's like what a penalty this year is going to be if a guy makes an insane catch and the crowd's going crazy and then he, like, gets up, pounds his chest and, like, tosses the ball in the ground and, oh, it's a 15-yard penalty. Do you think it's from um the Ravens-Titans games? I don't know. Oh, I, Bro, I you, know that, you know who's going to be screwed is the DBs. Like, mm-hmm. if the DBs make insane, like, plays, like, deflecting the ball and they, like, get up and they, like, start – talking shit to the wide receiver and like you know sticking their chest out is that like all oh, 15 yard piddling on the defense like what are we doing yeah I man think- it, 
it's more than the 15 yard penalty now it's an ejection yeah and sometimes what? yeah they have like two or something it could be an ejection and they no it's, and, then, it's and they also two. get fined it's so not even two anymore it's just one it's one it's one taunting and you're ejected yeah and they get thing. like fined or some shit i saw i read something where like they'll also get fined it's like, two. It, it is an automatic ejection of players who accrue two taunting penalties penalties in a game. That's the new rule. I thought it was just you did. I thought if you got caught for taunting, you were just yeah, yeah. Ejected. No, you. It has to be twice. Yeah, you have to get two penalties, and then you can also get suspended if it's severe enough. What? Yeah. What do they think people are gonna do? What the I mean, fuck? Either, either way, that's a stupid rule. Yeah, it says right here, the NFL Players Association coaches and competition committee have all made a strong statement regarding respect among everyone on the field. Get the hell out of here, dude. It said, we saw an increase in actions that clearly are not within the spirit and intent of this role and not representative of the respect to opponents and others on the Shut the fuck up and go play golf or something. Like, what I'll, be curious, I'll be curious to see how they differentiate between taunting and some of the uh, celebrations that, that happen after touchdowns and, and turnovers. Mm-hmm. That seems like that's a, a pretty gray area that there, could lead to a, a few penalties. I just Don't know how me. pissed like we're all going to get when we're watching our favorite team and like our defense makes a great play. Guy gets up and starts pounding in chest and like talking shit, and then our defense gets a fifteen yard penalty. Like, I think we you know, all know, you know that. how pissed we're gonna get all year. Like it's gonna happen a lot. I feel like people are underestimating this. I think we all know that um, it's probably going to happen to the Lions, and it's going to cost them their game. I want to know. Um, I want to know. Like, cost games. Like, a defense like, makes a stop to save the game, and then they get a penalty. <laughs> like it's gonna suck. Did it say what like what level of like what level does it become from like celebrating the taunting? That's what nobody uh, knows. It's, it's I think what I was reading, um, and some of the the journalists and, and reporters were trying to you know get them to specify. Oh. And the biggest distinction was the taunting has to be at players. So I think um, you know celebrations will be okay and, and things as long as they're uh, you know they're not directed yeah, at a right certain here. player. I got it. It says right here that the renewed effort to enforce taunting rules will target baiting or taunting acts or words and abusive, threatening, or insulting language or gestures towards players, coaches, and officials. Are we going to mic them all up? How are we going to even know what they're saying? A question. Are you kidding me? These are grown men. Like, let them play. Holy shit. I have a question. If fucking, if Tyreek Hill breaks an 80-yard touchdown and throws up a deuce... He can't do it. That's one of the Pat yeah, was taught he can't do the if he does the peace thing, that's a penalty. Fifteen yard penalty. So fucking stupid, dude. The thing that sucks is like I remember when they first cracked down on like touchdown celebrations, cause which I got because there was guys like, you know, Chad Johnson or whatever that were like having really elaborate celebrations that would that were delaying the game. I understood that. Like don't have stuff that like actually prolongs the game. But this stuff, like for a casual person watching, almost went unnoticeable unless it caused a fight. Like it's it's super quick and like it's not like it's not like it delayed a game. You know how good it is for the game, like for even a simple like Tyree Kill giving a peace sign. Like, you know how many kids are probably doing that, like in their leagues because they see him do that. Like, it's all about like, dude, it's a freaking game. Let him have fun. What are we it doing? Seems, it seems to me that this is more about um, marketing a, uh, you know, more uh, family product, and they don't want, um, you know, uh, bad sportsmanship to be viewed, you know, in, in their game. 
Yeah, I mean, I feel like it's been fine the way it is, though. Like, yeah, you can't be grabbing your nutsack like Lamar- Marshawn Lynch was, but, like, dude, it's been fine the way it's been. <laughs> Like in, other, in other in other sports like NBA, like players dunk and celebrate and stuff, and like people are drawn to that. They're gonna make every single NFL player basically play the game like Kawhi Leonard does, and just be a robot. That's terrible. Like, it's not gonna last. Dude, it can't last. There's gonna be some issues. Like there's gonna be like these coaches. As soon as one of their players gets ejected for doing something or they get a penalty, they're gonna be like, no, we don't want this anymore. It's only last right. one season. I so, think. all right. So say Aaron Rodgers like breaks off a run for like twenty yard first down, and he does his State Farm discount like belt thing is that a penalty as long it's as not it's dir- not directed at a player i think it shouldn't <laughs> just, be like <laughs> can't he can't look at anybody who does it but if he looks at the sky it's fine or something that's been like a great marketing thing for like one of the nfl's biggest partners like what if that can't be a penalty like what do we do what if what if you look at the player but your eyes are closed does that count as looking at the player but <laughs> wait so so if this was if this was enforced back in the day, every time Deion Sanders high stepped in the end zone, it would have been a penalty. Uh, actually, I don't know about that because he's not doing it towards anyone. I think the rule is like just towards an official coach or player. I think like, if um, you're just high stepping and you're facing the end zone, you're high stepping in the end zone. Like, I swear to God, if they call that penalty, then, then we're this game's fucked. I think there's no doubt that uh, the NFL will use this new rule to their advantage to determine. The courses of some games. Yeah, probably. It'll be, it'll be interesting. There's gonna be some pissed off Stevie Myers when if the Dolphins lose by a penalty like this. That's oh, all. I, I think I'm gonna be pissed. Wait till Flores gets a hold of the refs. Oh my god, <laughs> Flores will fucking kill them, dude. They're not gonna. Be... Oh my well, god. Better. They better be a little more loose with it during like actual rivalry games, because like those are gonna have emotion no matter what you do, and that's what makes rivalry games great. Yeah, well, like, because yeah. because football season is coming up, that also means that fantasy football season is coming yeah, up as right. well. And um, so I I wanted to talk about particularly the the best fantasy players. Um, and, and let's start with someone we haven't heard much uh, from today, Brock Cowan. What is your uh, fantasy draft position this year? I was blessed with the 11th spot after I was robbed twice from the first and second spots. Rob Blind clears day from Devin Reimer fixing the wheel. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I, that was that was that's rigged, dude. It was fixed. It was rigged. It's so fucked. Well, funny how that works. That that's not what happened. But this is a, a position 11 out of 12, correct? Yes, out of twelve. Yes. Okay, so so that's an interesting position. Who who are some of the people that you're targeting this year in the first round? At that oh, wouldn't wouldn't you oh, like to know? know? Wouldn't yeah, you I, like I, to know? I wouldn't yeah. like to know because wouldn't you just enjoy to know who I'm going to pick? Wouldn't you just what? love that? I, I wouldn't. I actually wouldn't like to know because I have the first pick. We so. we actually mentioned him earlier. Targeting Derek Henry at eleven. Don't cave in, Cowan. Don't do yeah, it. Uh, we we talked. We actually talked about him a lot earlier. Oh, Aaron Jones? That's no. Ding ding. Michael <laughs> Thomas. Saquon. I'm on. I want to take Saquon. I think. Yeah, but how are you going to take Saquon if I take Saquon? Who Who would you guys consider to be um like what at what position is it a, a lock pick? Like, there's no worry about who you're getting. One. Mm-hmm. Six. I'm not, 
I'm not worried at four. I know I'll get. I think I'll get someone decent at four. And I'm, I'm not. not, I'm, not worried I'm at. at I'm at five. I'm not five. Worried. So five, five. It, it, you're not worried about who you're gonna get. You know you're gonna get someone good. What about yeah. position six? Are you starting to to feel the 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 pressure this year? Yeah. No. Here's, I would. No, I would. <laughs> what's different no, this year? Dude, this year you have to choose between like a sketchy Saquon and Jonathan Taylor. That's gonna be Stevie's two options most it's, likely. If Saquon is ready to go week one and he's not going to have limited reps, 100%, Saquon will be my pick at number six. Yeah, but he's not going to mm. Yeah, he's already, he's already going to be coming back week three. So by saying that, did Drake just confirm he's taking Zeke? I was going to say, Zeke uh, falls. Well, it it depends. Zeke's not even past me at five. It depends who you take, Dylan. Right, you can have Zeke. Are you taking Tamara? I'm taking one of four that aren't Zeke, so I'll go ahead and let you know. You oh, and yes, yeah, Zeke is coming to my team, and which basically means Drake. Won I'm the not, league I'm again, win, I literally even. just won the league. So the listeners that don't know, Zeke has literally won our league four years in a row. Doesn't matter how good your team is, somehow that guy did a freaking deal with the fantasy gods. Like, Zeke literally was not that good last year, and he still wins. When when does the first wide receiver go go off the board? At what pick? <laughs> I don't oh. know. Who has pick seven? Yeah, it might be seven. Who has? I, might, I believe I that's Justin. I don't. I don't know what picks we have. Oh, it is just. Yeah, it is Justin. Who who's the first wide receiver going off the board? Who I mean, Hillman. You can't go wrong with four of them. Is Michael Thomas one of those four? No. No, no, he's not. When is Michael Thomas going to be drafted? Fifth round, maybe? Uh, No. Like eighth. Eighth round. I'd say like third or fourth. At what point point does he become a good value? Like fifth round? I'll take him him in the fourth. Yeah, but okay. But if you go look at uh, the receivers that's going to be available in the fourth round, they're all going to be more productive than Michael Thomas. If he's are you yeah. taking are you taking Michael Thomas over Calvin Ridley? No, no, no. Are you yeah, taking would... Michael Thomas over CD Lamb? Dude, if no. he's out the first, no, no. Days, why would you nasty, dude? Are you taking CD? Are you taking Michael Thomas over Corey Davis? Are we getting yes. yes. Wait, what team is he going to play for? Is Corey Davis even play football anymore? What team is he play for? He plays on the Jets. Are we going to ignore that? Are we going to ignore that CeeDee Lamb one-handed catch in Hard Knocks last night? It was fucking nasty. Are we just going to ignore that? <laughs> it's just because there's too many options on that team. You know? Like there's yeah, but they're all going to get 1,000 yards. I know, but it's just, it's just, that's the risk. The risk is that there's two other options. It's not that CD can't do it. We all know CD. I I agree with that. Dude, that offense, Dak. Who gets the most yards yards in that offense this year? Probably Cooper. Cooper Cooper gets targeted a lot. I think. I think. Does Does Gallup? Does Gallup finish with more yards than than CD Lamb? No. Gallup. Devin, let me tell you how it goes. Gallup gets the touchdowns. CD gets the yards. Cooper gets the receptions, and Zeke does everything else. That's how it works. I don't even know if Gallup gets the most touchdowns, to be honest. Maybe this year. No, I'm talking about this year. If he did a healthy Dak, Dak's going to be averaging like 400 yards a game. 
People forget how good Dak was before he went down. Dak was well, on pace to do insane shit. Well, I think it's because our defense is so fucked. I don't know if the defense got any worse. The first four games, he was averaging like 450 yards. That's stupid. Yeah, it was pretty stupid. And he just had to play from behind. So it all depends on the defense, I think. Because if the defense is good, then you're not going to throw as much. And Zeke will be better. But if the defense is fucking awful, then they're going to air it out. Which is still Zeke catches. uh, Zeke's looking shredded again. Yeah, he's a a beast. He's going to be fucking good. So right now, um, in the Yahoo leagues, Michael Thomas is going as the 49th overall receiver, just uh, behind Darnell Movie and ahead of Elijah Moore. I would take him quite a bit higher than that. Interesting. Interesting side note. Devontae Parker is going below Michael Thomas. I have a question. At the number 51 overall wide receiver. That's disrespectful. I have a question. When do you guys take Najee Harris? Like, when's your fucking... Is that second round? Najee Harris is going second round. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. Najee That's Harris will be gone by mid-second round because I know that Stevie's takes them every freaking mock he does. <laughs> yeah. That's how it's Stevie, okay. did, yeah, Stevie doesn't deny. Yeah, I'm taking, I'm taking Najee second round. <laughs> Not if I'm, I taking, I'm taking Saquon first. Good luck Najee with that, second. Steve. Good yeah, luck then, with uh, that. And then third round, third round, I'm going to take uh, Miles Sanders. And then fourth round, I'm going to take Miles Gaskin. And then fifth oh round, I'm going to take Kareem Hunt. And then oh, sixth round, go team, team of Miles. Fifth <laughs> round, you can call it eight mile. I'm going to take Le'Veon Bell to hope that he signs with a team. Sixth round. That's my first six picks. Where does Le'Veon Bell sign this year? Thoughts? So, Steve, you're going to go RB heavy. Why do you still care about this, man? I think Le'Veon Bell is signing with the fucking Argonauts in Canada. No, no I, I actually, earlier this month, I, I yeah. had some sad news. Earlier this month in August, I, I did have to make the, the brutal decision to go ahead and, and unfollow him on both Twitter and Snapchat. <laughs> Good, for Snapchat. Good, Good for you. Thank you. It was, it, was, it was a brutal three days. If he signed on a team in like the arena football league, you find a way to draft him. Do you think it's a lack of talent at this point? He's washed. He's washed. Honestly, bro, he can. He should consider a uh, position change. The slot receiver. You want to? Would you rather have? Would you rather have Le'Veon or would you rather have Gurley? Ooh, Le'Veon. Uh-huh. That's a good question. Well, it depends what you want. Do you want a running back? All right. If the Rams had, well, I think Le'Veon could be a good slot receiver. Like, but I was say if the Rams, if the Rams had to sign one next week, who would you sign up? They would go Gurley just because he played there for so long. I'm assuming, but yeah, and he knows the offense. Yeah. I think, uh, what's his name? Le'Veon's just out of shape. And no way. Dude, did you just see the workout video with him? Well, now he might not be, but I knew. No, like, he's in, he's in really good shape right now. But that's just because he hasn't signed with the team, obviously. But He needs to get that speed back up. I because... My prediction for Le'Veon is in the next week or two, he's going to sign with the Atlanta Falcons because no way they go in with Mike Davis as their starting running back. Mike Davis good. isn't that bad. He was he's not, not bad, bad last year. But you're telling me that he's going to be your lead back. Oh well, yeah. well, right, we'll, we we'll just have to we'll just have to find out on next week's episode. Uh, moving on to NBA, uh, let's start off. You know, there's been some a uh, couple of of signings this past week. Free agency. Well, I'm right. Who has had the best off season so far in the NBA? Oh, that's what we're starting with. 
What, I, what would you like to start with? I, huh? I don't want to huh? say the what, Lakers. What the fuck but did you want to start with then, Drake? Uh, I don't want to say the Lakers. Honestly, it's it might be it, it might be the Heat. I could go with it. I think it's the Heat. Season? Well, I mean, we're not stupid. The Heat have freaking signed the most people, so how do you not say the Heat? Yeah, the Heat spent a lot that of money. That can be argued. Uh, the Lakers I don't really, have signed I don't really... several people, including um, Russell Westbrook, Dwight Howard, well, and... The... The, the legendary Lakers, Carmelo Anthony. The Lakers can suck my cock. I I, 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 I think the uh, the Mavericks definitely. Just Damn because right. you lock down is, the best player in basketball. There say it. Well, you lock down the best player in basketball it, essentially, it. and okay. especially when they're you know like there's like all those like in, internal things where it's like Luca doesn't like the owner or like the GM or the coaches or whatever. Yeah, and you. Some of you stupid fools would try and stir shit up that wasn't there. Oh, Luca's gonna leave. Yeah, shut up. It did so, look a little sketchy at first. So locking him and yeah. locking um, Hardaway down. So, let's let's run through it. Luca signed off on the Jason Kidd coaching hire. He wanted that. That's a plus. And then Dirk joined the freaking coaching staff. And then Jason Terry joined. It's like, dude, he ain't going nowhere. We just start, he Mavs have to get. One more. Who would you like to see the Mavericks sign uh, this year, or maybe even next year, for them to to really have a good shot at winning? Well, I don't know who the free agents are next year, but if they could somehow, Stevie knows who I'm going to say. If they could somehow get Bradley Beal, that's 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 who I want to get traded to. Then, then the Mavs could finally be contenders. If you give Bradley Beal and Luca together. Now does that mean is that like a trade? I don't know. Then if that's speaking trade, of but... speaking of um, wizards, uh, we're, let's talk about a former wizard, Russell Westbrook, who's now a Los Angeles Laker. Do they make the playoffs this year? Yeah. What, <laughs> what the hell? Yeah, they made the playoffs, but I think they would. I think they would have more wins. They would have more wins as a team if they signed Kyle Lowry than Russell Westbrook. I think. I think just, what, are, I think what about a championship? Better. Are they uh, are they the favorites this year to win? Uh, they ain't winning. What no. do they need to do to win? I don't have Russell Westbrook. <laughs> so you think their their fate is their fate is sealed? I think they're doing a great job of signing all stars or at least all stars in twenty fourteen. But I think there's two players in the NBA, Westbrook and Harden. I don't think are going to lead any team to a championship, no matter how long they play. They'll be an option C on a super team late in their career to win a championship, in my opinion. And we might be seeing that now. Yeah, Nets versus Lakers would be fucking insane. I mean, not to mention the Lakers' second star is always in street clothes, so. That's true. Amy, <laughs> what's your prediction? Finals. For what? Oh, the finals? Right. Heat, Heat, Lakers. Let's all give our, let's all give our uh, finals predictions. So, Heat, Lakers? Yep. All right, Kiernan, what do you got? Finals? Um... Nets versus, uh, yeah, let's go with Lakers. Nets versus Lakers. I think the uh, the the Bucks definitely run it back, and I do too. They meet the Nuggets in the finals. The I was thinking Bucks, and I was debating between. Uh, yeah, I was thinking Nuggets too. A Nuggets with Jamal Murray. They've had a year where mm-hmm. they a lot of their young players who maybe didn't see deep playoff success before. They went a good bit this year. I think it could be Bucks Nugs. I think, yeah, I think I like the Nuggets, and I also like the Utah Jazz. That's literally the two I was debating between, but I don't think the Jazz are stronger than the Nuggets. I got 2011-2006 rematch. Carry on. 
Oh. Are you talking about for like the consolation bracket or something? <laughs> for the uh, lottery. For, are you talking about for like the Funny last regular man. season game? Funny so, man. A feel good game. Carry on. All right, so moving on to the MLB, uh, we just have a couple of topics regarding the Angels. Brock's favorite player, Mike Trout. He's still suffering from a calf injury. It's been 12 weeks. Is he coming back this season? <laughs> At some point, bro, you just got to suck it up and get back on the field. <laughs> if the Angels are clearly out of the race, do do they bring him back at all? Hell no. Yeah. I don't think so. If I'm Mike Trout, I don't want to come back. I think they trade Mike Trout and Otani in the offseason and just build up that farm system. The thing, yeah, the thing is that would like people would call that a bonehead move, but they could get so they could get a whole team's worth of studs for Trout and Otani of young studs. Like oh, they could get, get so like, much. You get like seven prospects for Trout alone, and then probably like another seven for Otani alone. I'm saying it'd be a bold strategy, but I think in the long run, I mean, who knows? There's so many guys that have promising careers in baseball that don't pan out. You think they are going to, but it they would get a lot. It's I, th- like, I think the Angels are a couple of pieces away from actually being a uh, a contender, believe it or not. But it's like every single year, it's like you see the game lot, it's like, oh, Trout hit another home yeah, run. Yeah, uh, free oh, my boy Trout. Oh, there he is. Oh, look who decided to show the fuck up. <laughs> no, Brock hold on. They're Brock, Brock, oh, whoa, let's, for the record, for, right for now, Cole, someone save him. No, someone save that man. You can't have the best fucking player in baseball never go into a World Series. This is wrong. Do you think Trout uh, likes being in L.A. Um, now that Otani is there? I yeah. think he's a cool like mentor for him, but... Speaking they, of, Otani, they, they need to free him. Speaking of of Shohei Otani, thirty three Trevor Story. <laughs> speaking of Otani, thirty three home runs before the All Star break. Only four since. Will his struggles continue? Hasn't he not been playing as much? I thought they rested him a lot. He just hasn't been getting play appearances. I don't think. Devin, baseball is a hard game. <laughs> Well, I think it, it, it goes back to a, a bigger question that um, a lot of people actually believe. Um, does the the home run derby impact your swing? And, and if you it know, can be do, good. Do players that, that compete in the home run derby, do they suffer from the negative effects of uh, the derby? It can be it's positive. Like- Look at Juan Soto. And Pete. Yeah. Juan Soto was struggling first half and then you saw what he did in the home run derby, and he figured it out. And then second half, I'm pretty sure he's like up there for the most home runs so far. Also, think- also, Good. you see this all the time with players. They'll have like these monster first halves, and then the second half of the season, they usually struggle. Like, didn't Aaron Judge hit like fucking like forty something home runs before All Star break, and then only ended up with like fifty two? Like, it's really hard to like Bro, make baseball such a weird sport, dude. It's Last question with the MLB: If if Mike Trout and Otani were both traded to the same team, what team would you most like them? Uh, would you lo- most like to see them on? And it can't be your own team. Ah, oh, fuck. Mm. Mm. Whoa. I I think Brock's gonna say the Yankees. No, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, go to 
No, put them on the, the Mariners. I, I, I enjoy watching the Blue Jays. Let's make a Blue Jays a power team to beat the Yankees and Red Sox every year. I wouldn't mind that. Yeah, Another outfielder. Mariners, Mariners haven't good. won shit in 19... Haven't been in the playoffs in 19 years. Hey, actually, I got a good-ass one. I, I enjoy watching the White Sox here, Dave. So White Sox be good, too. White Sox actually, are freaking disgusting. This isn't my team, so I can say this. I was going to say the, the Padres, but that's sick. technically my team now, so I can't say the Padres. The Rangers would be fucking sick, dude. That stadium, those jerseys, their first championship with those two, that'd be fucking sick. Any of you guys want to send them to the A's, please? Somebody? You're just trying to get rid of them. <laughs> please, we, we could use somebody, please. All right, now Brock's favorite uh, time of the night. It's soccer time, or as we say it, football. Brock, do you want to you recap us? On, on what big news happened this week? Brock, did you see what I sent about the Insta followers? I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, the, the, I, I, would, I would expect something like that. We're talking about the yeah. curling championships, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. No, yeah, uh, the fucking goat is on an oil money team right now. It's a shame, but, um, what he's going to do to that French league is just going to be sickening. I mean, he's going to throw that league in a in a complete blender. He's probably going to break some records. But that doesn't we, matter because all that matters is whether they win Champions League or not. So it's Champions League or bust. When you say GOAT, you're obviously referencing Ronaldo, correct? No. No, and I'm not. He is the GOAT Champions about? League player, but he is not the GOAT footballer. Who then? Could you let the audience know who who it is you're talking about? Talking about Lionel I mean, Messi. Helen Keller did not know who. Hey, you live about. under a rock. Lionel. I do have a I have, I have a question though for someone like because I follow like NBA like I would follow NBA social media closely but I don't follow you know football uh, social media closely. Why is so when someone builds a super team in the NBA you see a lot of hate and people hate it and like uh, this sucks. But I don't see as much negative feedback now that there's a super team joining over there. Is it why is it that way? Is this more celebrated than it is in Amer in American sports when a super team created? Well, there's a, it's like it, there's a little bit of a split because a team like PSG, you know, they're like Man City, you know, they're really bought by like you know people that own oil monarchies you know in the middle east um they're not really like built from the ground up in a sense but to see like those three players like mbappe uh, neymar and well, neymar and messi already played with each other but now that you add mbappe in the mix it's going to be history it's going to be a lot of fun to watch but uh um, think, think it works I would, cohesively? oh of course it's not i don't really i mean if do, if do do they all play the whole year? No, Neymar's probably going to get hurt again at some point during the year. So it's going to be just Messi and Mbappe. I mean, but when Champions League, the games that matter, all three of them are going to be playing. Brock, do you want to um, kind of fill us in on, on what transpired to make this happen? What made um, Messi sign with, with PSG in the first place? La Liga kicked him out. They kicked him out of his own league, and they kicked out other. Uh, and have league. money. They left out Neymar. No, it's not the money. It's just the fact that they have to keep this like equal playing field. Because to be honest, it seems like Barcelona, Real Madrid, they're so ahead of everyone else. It's like Alabama and Georgia in the SEC. They're 
they can't really be caught up at this point. So they have such an unfair advantage already that it also doesn't help that Barcelona didn't really know how to like manage their wage bill and shit like that. But La Liga has pretty much lost four of its top stars with Neymar, Sergio Ramos, uh, Ronaldo. Uh, Ronaldo, yes, and Messi. So their biggest star now is Kareem Benzema. Seems or Tony like Cruz, Luka Modric. Seems like they really shot themselves in the foot there. Well, the, the uh, not the CEO, what's the, I guess the commissioner of La Liga said he wouldn't turn a blind, on, blind eye to the situation, but I won't lie. PSG were probably in, you know, they, they had to be talking to Messi for, you know, while he was playing in the uh, Copa America because they pounced on him. I mean, they didn't even, like, waste a second. Well, can you blame him? It's the, it's the best player in the world. Yeah, and that, that's why it's like, I mean, God, Man City's kind of stupid for spending all that money on Jack Relish, but I guess they never even had him in their plans. They wanted Kane. Are there rules in, are there rules in that, like there are in other sports about tampering and stuff, or is it just not matter? There's this thing called, like, financial fair play, but, fuck, when you're talking about, like, this is, it's like the NCAA, I mean, when you're talking about that, you're talking about associations that make up rules as they go, there's always new, unique situations of, like, you know, players getting signed that always bend the rules, there's always clauses that always challenge the rules and stuff like that, so it's about as corrupt as the NCAA in terms of, you know, there's favorites and some, some teams get hit with harder sanctions and some get off clean. Corrupt. All right, guys. I think that about wraps us up tonight. Thank you all for joining in again on this week's episode of Catch These Hands. Take care, y'all.